Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama. We are full of meat fan cast. We are very full of meat. <laughs> so full. We went, we went, oh, it was our father's birthday. His 60th birthday. So we went to uh, Bolero, which is a Brazilian gaucho grill. Steakhouse. Steakhouse. Well, I mean, it, it's one of those places where they walk around with the food on skewers and just like shovel meat onto your plate, and then you just take it with those tongs. And you and just you take just take the meat. I, meat. I feel like as I'm talking right now, I can feel it resting like just behind my esophagus. Oh, I'm like viscerally like back in the restaurant now as we talk about. Yeah, this. so we're going to uh, uh, this is going to this episode. We're going to be a little bit meat drunk. Yeah, we may not have the words that we want to use. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is going to be a. It's going to be something. It's going to be an episode. We've done a meat trunk episode before. We did one where we went for wings. Yeah, but we, no, we weren't. Well, we, you don't get meat drunk off wings. That's true. We're just like, full of meat. Yeah, like this is different. This is that you are stacked full <laughs> so of various much. meats. I mean, I gave up on the meat eventually. I mean, you, you have to give up on it eventually because if you don't give up, they won't stop. Well, we gave up, but then Brian saw the bacon-wrapped chicken, and then he was like, we're back in. Well, it's because that's the only one that he didn't get. It's true. You know, we got all the different kind of skewers. And mo- mostly, I was waiting for that pineapple to come back that's, one more time. Because it was like the perfect palate cleanser dessert. We just needed that sweet, sweet pineapple. Something that wasn't meat. <laughs> something that wasn't <laughs> meat. Specifically something that was not meat. Like, I, like I had finished my um, lettuce and mashed potatoes long before that moment. So long ago. And at that point, I was just like, oh, I'm just resting meat on top of that now. Yeah, and then we'd be like, no, no more meat. But then they'd bring something great, like the Parmesan-crested um, ribeye. And then you're like, it was a very need some of that. red meat-heavy menu tonight. There's a lot of, like, sirloin and mm-hmm. ribeye. So and you I, get so excited when the red meat comes by because you're like, ooh, that's a fancy meat. Yeah, you're like, ooh, that's something good. I, I stopped doing the sausages pretty early on because I'm like, I don't want these sausages. Can't fill up on the sausages. <sighs> And we need to stop talking about meat. It's so spicy. We need to stop talking about meat. Uh, okay, well, you know what we can talk about instead? <laughs> Sabrina? Yeah. Yeah, so, hey, Sabrina's come, like, the chilling adventures of Sabrina. The trailer has dropped. And it's being released October 26th. On Netflix only, which is fine, because that's also how we watch Riverdale. Yeah, I I think, I don't think they're going to drop the entire thing. Do you think they're going to do it Riverdale style, like one a week? I mean, I don't know. It just says premieres, or it just says October 26th. That's Does that true. mean it starts? Does that mean that it's, like, is, is it a binge? Is it a... Hey, can someone who one? like does research? Man, we could. Aaron, us? Aaron, please. I know there's a lot of times we ask people to tell us things. This one we could literally look up. Are you going to look it up? No, because it doesn't matter right now. It doesn't actually matter if it's a binge or if it's a. And you know what? It'll be one of those two things. It's the two things it could be. It'll and be one of them. You know what? We'll watch it as a binge anyway because we're busy watching Riverdale. Yeah, yeah, we got things all but, the time. But we did uh, right before we started recording. Check out the trailer. So I was going to talk about that a little bit before we get to uh, the OC. Hey, that trailer uh, looks... If someone told me the creators of Riverdale are making a, a series with witches in it, that's what I would expect to see. Yeah, this is the witch version of that original Riverdale trailer. Yeah, where you're like, hey, the CW's making, an, uh, making a show about, like, a, a gritty show about Archie. You'd be like, oh, that's yeah, that trailer I saw. That's yeah. exactly what it is. That's exactly what this is. There's like flashes of candles and stores. And, and creepy slow singing and yeah. red light and hands with blood on them. They're really leaning toward the devil in this one because you mm-hmm. got like that goat-headed uh, man. And those uh, demon children who sing to her and then she smiles and then they disappear. Is this a name for the goat-headed devil? Is it Bahamut? Ooh, great question. No, Baphomet. I think Bahamut is D&D. 
I think Baphomet <laughs> is what I'm thinking of. Is the goat head? Is the goat devil? Beelzebub. Be- Beelzebub is the um, fly devil. Fly devil. Is it, yeah. There's a Lord of Flies. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch of different devils, is what we're saying. I know. And it, all of them will be in Sabrina. Yeah. It. Um. We also man, see I, her. I, I, I think we saw Harvey. Yeah, we well. saw her kissing Harvey. Man, he def- he sure does look like Archie when with when like his hair has been recently dyed. Yeah, he's got that brown hair Archie look. Yeah, and like the same and like a very similar facial structure. When I first saw it, like this trailer, I'm like, is she kissing Archie? Is it a crossover fic? Now I TV I will show? say I, I looked that stuff up. And mm-hmm. they're like, no, they're not doing a crossover, but they're not against trying to figure out. I mean, Greendale's right by Riverdale. Yeah, they already went to Greendale, and I cannot fathom a world where Riverdale takes place and also there's magic. Yeah, you, yeah, don't, you, don't do it. Don't do it. I know you really think, oh, but it'll be a fun crossover thing. No, you cannot. You cannot look at that trailer and be like, now what if this was that? Because if there's magic in that world, then it never ends. Then Cheryl is a vampire. We know she's a vampire, but well, then, then she is a vampire. Yeah, if you introduce magic into Riverdale, which if you connect it with um, Sabrina, it will be be introduced to it. You can say that, oh, no, but Sabrina's his own thing. That magic's over there. That means magic exists in that world. And you know who is going to take that manage, magic and harness that magic? Veronica. Well, no, the problem is that they won't. They won't ever do it in Riverdale. But you'll be sitting there entirely being like, why don't one of you cast a magic spell? Because I know it's possible. I've watched I've watched Sabrina in the town of Greendale, which is within driving distance. And we probably will see one of them do a magic on, Gre- on Greendale. Yeah. On Sabrina. Yeah, well, of course it is. Of course it's magic. Archie's going to do a magic. No, once again, I, I they, they keep on – there's not going to be a crossover, but they keep saying they want it to be. I don't think they would ever cross them over. I think they would interconnect them. Or do the thing that they did with Fear of the Walking Dead, where they took a main character, but not a main character, yeah. and took him over. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. It, 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 it doesn't actually look that bad. Uh, no, it does look good. It looks very atmospheric. Yeah. And beautiful, which is what Riverdale has going for it. it Riverdale it, is a gorgeous show. Yeah. What, I'll, what I'll say is different between watching the first trailer for Riverdale and the first trailer for Sabrina. The first trailer for Riverdale, watching it was insane. It was watching an insane thing happen. Watching the trailer for Sabrina is exactly what I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. And they don't tease any storylines. Yep. Well, other than the fact that she's dating Harvey, and I'm sure I've read elsewhere that he's a witch hunter, and that's like a central yeah. conflict. Oh, they're, they're singing. They're singing "Happy Birthday," so I think it, probably the first episode is her birthday. She just comes of mm-hmm. age. Her 16th birthday, 16th which I'm pretty birthday. sure is when her magic comes, as yeah. I remember from the original Spring of the Teenage Witch TV series. Yeah. So, and there's the uh, the Spellman Mortuary. Mm-hmm. We didn't really see her. Well, so it's <laughs> I like in this dark and gritty uh, gritty show. The main characters' are, last names are Spellman. Clever. Well, it hey, no, it's they like, gotta stick with them. Well, no, it's it's like how hey, when you look at the people in the past, like, hey, their names were like Smith because they were a blacksmith. Like they they like, you know they they had names based on what they do. These people were spellmen. True, <laughs> true. <laughs> and that and so they were named spellmen. I hope everyone has really uh really logical last names. <laughs> Although Har- Harvey Monster Killer, yeah, 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 Harvey. Krause? Harvey Crinkle? No, Harvey Monster Harvey Killer. Cramp. The problem with the, with the Riverdale universe is they give their characters very ridiculous names. So hearing them done in like serious things. You're like, mm, you're like, oh, all right. That's I a guess, choice. I guess that guy's name is Jughead. Yeah. 
They haven't really nailed that one yet. <laughs> yeah, it's true. When you still when you hear Jughead, you're like, right, sorry, Jughead, the serious gang member, Jughead. That's what you've chosen to well, use also, as your gang Sweet name. Pea. They and, all have bad names. And Tall Boy, Soft Boy, as we call him, Soft Boy. Ah, <laughs> uh, Fangs. Like, Fangs is fine. Fangs is okay. Fangs is a little on the nose. Like, if I met someone who's like, I'm a gang member, my name's Fangs. Our gang's called the Serpents. (laughs) I'd be like, no, no, you're a guy who goes to an industrial goth rave and and ODs on ecstasy. And your name is Fangs. Both accurate. Both both someone named Fangs. Fangs Fogarty. (laughs) Man. Yeah. Not dating Tony Topaz. No. 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 Or, uh, Midge. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, he he. Uh, he slept with her. Maybe. Maybe was that ever made clear, or was he just hitting on her? Who knows? Oh, our poor sweet boy Moose. I don't know. Oh, he's so sad. His girlfriend's yeah. so dead. But also, he loves Kevin, but was he that... can't be with him because I don't know. Wait, was that the only way they could make Moose and Kevin be a couple? Is by straight up killing Midge? Yes. I mean, OC does it in better ways. Or do they? They do actually. Yeah, I know they do. I mean, let's figure it. Let's figure it out by watching this or listen. Talk. We already watched. <laughs> you listen. We'll talk. All those things I said are true. Episode. It's happening. Yeah. So this is the OC season two. I hit my microphone. This is the OC. It's gonna be one of those episodes. So full of meat. This is OC season two, episode fifteen, the mall episode. So it's very unfortunate that Ryan has learned to close the blinds because now he can sit in absolute darkness like the sulking teen he is. And he can be destroyed. His darkness can be destroyed by the entrance of Seth. <laughs> Seth, who is having a good time for the first time in like, man, six episodes. Yeah, for first time in a long time. For quite a while since I think he started dating Alex. Yeah. And he comes in, and he's like, Ryan. Would, would you say he ever date? I feel like every single episode of them dating was them figuring out if they're dating at the beginning and, des- and deciding they're not at the end. It was just him trying to date Alex, and Alex being like, I guess I need to kiss someone. Al- yeah, I mean, Alex was cool with it for, like, some for the middle of some episodes. Yeah. She was just like, whatever, I'll date I think there people. was one time where they started, where they kind of started dating at the end, and then they were kind of dating at the beginning, but then Alex, like... Anyway, he used to stay over at her place. Anyway, anyway, whatever. Ryan is pretty not not Ryan. Seth is happy. Ryan is sad. And Seth comes on in and he's like, "Hey, Ryan, remember when I was sad? You didn't let me wallow. You made me better. I can't let you stay in bed." And he was like, "No, I gave you your space, and I let you do what you want to do." And to the opposite of that, and Seth's like, "Well, I'm Seth." Well, I mean, also like. That might work for Seth. You kind of got to let Seth, like, work through it himself. Yeah, but you got to get Ryan out of that bed. Yeah, Ryan's got to figure this stuff out. Seth offers Captain Oates. Seth also offers that they could switch rooms because he can have Seth's room. But they thought that Ryan won the privacy of the pool house, which, again, so we're back to this house only has two bedrooms. Yeah, I guess I guess Seth. Uh, I mean, the, the guest bedrooms for the guests. I guess Seth wants the... Oh, I think Seth wants the pool house now. Yeah, because now a, he has summer. He's decided that he wants the pool house. He needs it for Seth. But this does lead to the most heartbreaking moment in this series, where Ryan tells Seth to shut up, and there is a musical sting <laughs> that is the most foreboding musical sting ever. 
then he apologizes immediately. Like, oh man, I'm sorry. But in the back- <laughs> that was a step too far. But in the background, the piano just goes ding a ling a ling a ling. It's a step too far. No, it doesn't. That was like that was like Christmas. Ding a ling a ling a ling. Ding ding dong dong. I don't know. Stop trying to sing a Christmas bells song. I'm not. I'm trying to sing a sad <laughs> piano song. The piano goes. No way anyone heard that. He did. Anyway, I can see it on the screen. Anyway, at this moment, Ryan uh, reveals effectively he's dealing with abandonment issues. He is just tired of everyone leaving him, which makes sense. Hey, of of all like the teenage things in this show, this is a very teenage thing. Seems a little out of place because Ryan is a grown man, aka Seth's dad. Yeah, it. Yeah, I. Yes, I. I admit for Ryan, but like this. Seem, this it's is a real. And, and this has repeatedly been one of the things that like Ryan is very mature, but it, like abandonment has always been the thing that puts Ryan back to being like a teen. Mm-hmm. It ha- it's happened a few times. Like whenever he thinks someone's going to leave, he's no longer a dad. Well, and like Lindsay absolutely handled this. In an atrocious way. <laughs> by, by eventually surprising him. And you, I'm sorry, as someone who has moved so many times and has moved away from boyfriends. You let people know. Yeah, you don't tell people the day before you move. But not even the day, as she was moving. That's she not... effectively shouted to, it, shouted to him as the bus was pulling away. She's like, by the way, I'm not coming back. She almost pulled a Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> but tried. anyway. Yeah, she tried. Yeah, but I mean, Seth... Even Rebecca didn't pull a Rebecca. She tried to, she but tried. then failed. So Seth realizes that he's not going to cut through abandonment issues today. And he uh, heads on out to give Ryan some space. And Ryan immediately begins packing his bags. He grabs his green army bag. Yep. And <laughs> and puts on his, his uh, wife beater and hoodie combo and packs what I think is one plaid shirt. Which, as we know, is all he owns. And all he needs. So the show is implying one thing. We'll come back to this. <laughs> I don't know if it was implying it. Anyway. Uh, it was definitely implying it. Anyway, Sandy and Kirsten are having quite the morning. They are out of step, and she can't find her wedding ring. Womp, womp. <laughs> Though clearly she's hiding it. Yeah, she obviously has chosen not to wear it because she is still punishing Sandy. The, here's the thing. The, the, the act... <sighs> Because it's not even an acting thing. It's just like, it's, here's the thing, it's hard to play a character who's lying. And it's not scripted very well. Like, yeah. her lie is not good. Yeah, and she and she plays it like, oh no, I, I take it off when I do gardening or do the dishes. Which it's, is probably true. Yeah, but then Sandy's like, oh, I almost fell in the sink. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it totally did. It fell down the sink. We'll have to get it later. And like, what is happening? It's... I think it's poorly scripted, and the poor actress is just like, oh, I gotta make this work, <laughs> yeah, there's I a lot guess. Of things. But I mean, it's true. It's hard to act like you're lying, because you have to both lie and then lie some more, but... Yeah, I think um, I think a better script and her being able to just play distant more than yeah, a, a, bumbling hijinks. Yeah, a, a, better, a, better, a, a better way to do it was to, was to like not even have it clear that she's lying. You just have her be like... Oh no no I I'm 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 lost it I must have yeah it's, it's so clear that she's lying it's like how I lost my Fitbit yeah yeah she really really she should have just played it like just have the yeah. actress play it like it's actually a thing that like she's a good liar and I'm sure she is a good liar because Caleb is her dad <laughs> and she works for Julie which yeah we'll yeah. get to that yeah 
So um, Seth and Summer meet at the diner that they now always go to. Yes. They're very cute. They're very adorable. And Summer announces that they are like the Marines and they leave no man behind. So Ryan cannot be sad and wallow. They must take him with them yeah. for fun at the mall. Which, I mean... It's a very good plan for a 17-year-old. We're going to spend a good portion of this episode, I feel like, trying to figure out what they're doing at that mall. Because I couldn't figure it out. No, I... So they kept it's saying charity, things. They, it doesn't make sense. They kept saying things, but then other things... It's like the writers didn't even know what they're doing. They're just like, they gotta get to the mall. It's called the mall episode. They gotta go to the mall. So, to summarize, where what I think they're going to go to the mall to do is... They are working with a charity. I think a women's shelter. Yes. And so they are going to the mall to collect clothing to take to the women's shelter. But also they get to pick out specific outfits. So I thought they were buying stuff. Well, but they also say shopping. Like Marissa and Summer repeatedly call it shopping. And Summer tries on clothes. But do do you remember... We used to do a thing um, at Christmas time where we would go to a big, big warehouse and we would get pieces of paper with like profiles of kids on them. And we would be allowed to pick like one big present, two medium presents and like four small presents out of this big warehouse of toys and gifts and stuff. And then we put them together into packages for those kids. No, I kind of remember that. But that's that's like a, you know, uh, exciting giveaway thing. This one sounds like like they were picking up clothes for donation because they keep saying donation. Yeah, but I think... I think what they're doing is they're putting together outfits for specific people. Like, I would imagine, because this is Newport, and I'm going way off script here. Yeah, because there's there's no indication of this in the episode at um, all. But there's probably a fashion show involved, so they're probably selecting, like, specific pieces for that of the things that are being donated. Like, one of those uh, work outfits. You uh, know, homeless women get outfits that they can wear for jobs, yeah. interviews. I, maybe like like there's a missing scene in here yeah, somewhere. If, if you have if you haven't watched this episode that we're talking about, everything Aaron just said is a hundred and ten percent headcanon because the episode gives us nothing. In this scene, what we learn is they're going to the mall, and Ryan should come with them. Also, Marissa's coming. I, yeah, I don't think we we hear. No, they don't say. No, Marissa's Summer coming. wants to ask Marissa. Summer wants to ask Marissa. Yeah. Um, but we don't hear anything about this women's shelter thing. All we hear, they're going to the mall, and we're like, okay, cool. Like teens do. Next episode. Next scene. Next episode. In the next episode, because Marissa's not on the same TV show as anyone else. (laughs) It's kind of true. She doesn't know how to do laundry. Which is fair for her. She also... But you know what? I have put colored... It's fair for her, Aaron. No, the point I was going to make is that's not how laundry actually works. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Unless unless that is a brand new red shirt. She turns all the whites pink. They have a lot of whites, by they the way. They have a lot of white. Who has uh, that many whites? They have so many whites. But they, she turns the whites pink. But unless if your red shirt is brand new, which, I mean, it could be, I guess. And it also makes no sense that she would be like, oh, the only laundry we have is this one red shirt and all this white <laughs> stuff. I don't have to separate that. Like, uh, where's the rest of their stuff? Yeah, all we own is one red shirt and 50 white shirts. Oh, no, my mistake. We now have one red shirt and 50 pink shirts. Mm-hmm. Anyway. anyway, she doesn't know how to do laundry. She also doesn't know how to get a job. Yeah. Alex is kind of learning how terrible Marissa is at being not rich. And for the purposes of this episode, Alex works in the daytime. Yeah. I'm like, okay. On a Saturday. <laughs> okay. Well, hold on. I was like, well, I can't hang out with you, Marissa, because I have to work. And I'm like, now, now you have to work. When have you ever had to work before? And especially at the daytime at your bar. Yeah, what? You've only ever had to work for fun. <laughs> 
So Marissa wants to do something fun today because it's the weekend, but yeah. Alex has to go to work. But she's going to bring home takeout and they can hang out tonight. Yeah. We also learned that they're behind on rent. Which I don't fully understand because Alex can cover the rent herself. Yes. It feels like, like you know, Marissa has been there for two days, yeah. one day. Alex is behind on rent. Or maybe Alex is making a point. Yeah. Contributing to this she's, household. She's poor. They're not actually behind on rent. She probably needs a roommate. I, I actually, looking at her place, I imagine she had a roommate and they moved out. And then Marissa just slipped on in. Well, no, I mean, I mean, like, I imagine that Alex has probably had a series of roommates. Yeah, yeah. and Marissa just happened to move in during the... Yeah, during a time where there's no roommates. Also, uh, Alex gave $500 to Seth. <laughs> there's so. also that. There's also the fact that <laughs> That's Alex is... probably gi- why they're behind rent. <laughs> that Alex willingly gave Seth $500. Now, I guess that was an advance, so she should be getting out of Seth. Why isn't Seth working? <laughs> Seth only works at nighttime. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, next scene. Julie Cooper is still the CEO. Um, and she and Kirsten are working on the magazine. Yeah. Oh, right. No, it's not te- the scene. technically it's not that that scene, but wh- whatever. <laughs> they, they, they all sort of, right. these two would blend together. Because the scene before, we hear that Kirsten yes. is working. This is when Caleb Julie. comes to visit Sandy and he's like, hey, Sandy, I'm pretty sad because my daughter moved away. How come you're a plumber now? <laughs> And yeah, he's like, I'm gonna get this ring back. Yeah, this is one of those uh, uh, Caleb and Sandy, uh, like our best friends, our, our best friend scene, and mostly just Caleb being like, you know, I think I was a dick, <laughs> and Sandy's like, yeah, you give were me tools, a, you were a dick, and he's like, but was I a dick? Yes, Caleb, you were a dick, but Sandy, but Sandy, was it my fault? Yes, now, but Sandy, now I feel things. <laughs> I. I don't know what you want, Caleb. I don't know what I can do for you. Well, Sandy, I just need a friend. Okay, well, can you hand me a wrench then? <laughs> Caleb, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I have my marriage to deal with. Now, in the next scene, Kirsten has to explain to Julie that she cannot be on the cover of every single issue of the magazine. Nope, that's not this one. Oh, no, this is when Julie doesn't w- <laughs> want to hire the editor. Yes, Man, you're really your your mind's jumping okay. all over this episode. My note says Julie Cooper is shallow AF. Yeah, that's Aaron. That's every scene with Julie Cooper. You need to take better notes. That's a, that's like if I wrote wrote in every scene, Ryan is sullen. Well, more importantly, Julie Cooper's poor past, her past of being a poor, has yeah, come back to find yeah. her. As as Kirsten is trying to explain to Julie how to run a magazine, the thing that Julie apparently. Oh yeah, wants Julie. to do and Ju and for I don't know why Kirsten's helping Julie. I think Kirsten has realized this magazine is happening and she needs to try to make it not terrible. Yeah, because it's going to be terrible with Julie. I and mean, Julie doesn't even want to hire an editor; she wants to edit herself. Uh, but as but as Kirsten's trying to explain, hey Julie, you need an editor. And I guess someone hired an editor for them. The pu- yeah, the publisher because they're not they're not publishing themselves; they can't. That's not, yeah, that's not possible. So, yeah, so the publisher hired them an editor, which like man, good for that publisher. Yeah, well, good, good foresight. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Uh, <laughs> Julie walks over and sees a man outside with similar crazy eyes to her. Yes, and he is looking for Julie Cooper. Julie Cooper Nichols. She knows me. She knows me. His name is Lance. He's a, he he speaks entirely in threatening innuendo because he's like, well, you tell her Lance came by a blast from the past. And Julie essentially hides <laughs> under her desk. Yeah. I really wanted that poor secondary to be like, I'm going to write that entire thing down, Lance. 
And I'm going to tell her that Lance, a blast from the past. Lance. (laughs) Lance. Lance is the best name for this character. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this character is a Lance. (sighs) Uh, we, We go back. Caleb is... Still sad. Still sad. If you, this, this will be a running theme. We will cut back to um, uh, Sandy and Caleb doing stuff. Is mostly Ka- uh, Sandy's actually doing things. Caleb is mostly just sadding at Sandy. He reveals that he cries when he sees uh, peanut butter commercials, which I don't really... Did Lindsay exceptionally like peanut butter? <laughs> is there a little girl in the peanut butter commercials that reminds him of Lindsay? No, I think he, he, he just like, uh, poor people like peanut butter. Lindsay was poor. Is this a cats in the cradle situation? No. I think, well, yeah, I think Caleb just chose something and was like, ah, peanut butter and Lindsay. Someday he's going to see Lindsay and be like, Lindsay, I brought you peanut butter. And she's going to be like, I'm definitely allergic to that. <gasps> Maybe this one time when they were filling in their Mad Lib, she gave peanut butter as one of the nouns. Once again, Aaron, 110% headcanon to nothing that the show gives us. <laughs> no, I've just decided. No, usually that's my job. I've just decided Caleb loves that Mad Lib. <laughs> he, I mean, he did love that Mad Lib. But uh, Seth goes storming by to go get Ryan. And he discovers a letter. He's gone. The show's trying to make us think it's a thing. And then for the first time ever, ever Seth takes the car. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he, just, he does not skateboard. Nope. He, take, he takes one of the cars. Which I think now we decide they must have three. He takes the big car. The one that he and Ryan share. <laughs> sure. But what happened? Because Sandy just wrecked his car. I mean... Are they a two-car family now? No. I mean, here's the thing. I don't think Sandy's car was wrecked. I think it was just run off the road. The damage they show, the, the damage they showed us wasn't... What looked oh, like, that's right. A tow truck was coming. It could be mostly so. cosmetic. Yeah. Yeah. So... Anyway. Anyway. Over at Marissa and Alex's house, Marissa's kind of cleaning. <laughs> she is, she's picking stuff up and putting it down in different locations. And sighing. I will say a lot of that mess does not seem like Marissa's. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Marissa's arc is effectively learning... It's worse to be poor than it is to be rich. Mm-hmm. But a lot of stuff she's cleaning up is clearly Alex's. Well, but I feel like she's also having the dranks. Yeah. 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 But anyway, uh, Marissa is moving stuff from one position to the other. Summer comes on in. Summer is like, wow, your life sucks. Let's go to the mall. And this is where they where Summer mentions. Now, Marissa's like, oh, yeah, shopping. But Summer, like, sneaks in women's shelter and charity and donation and you know they don't actually shop no so summer obviously does have to do some charity work and it's just tricking all of her friends into coming with her yeah do you think that's it that's what i'm landing on now okay we'll see what happens the next time we come back to this storyline because they don't go to any stores and they don't no. have any bags no no they don't anyway um, Ryan has made the worst choice. He's, I mean, he's made a very Ryan choice. He is going to go, he's going to get on a bus, and he's going to go to Chicago and surprise Lindsay. And he's like, oh, he's going to surprise Lindsay. No way, that's bad. It's a bad yeah, thing to do. He doesn't know where she lives. He's just going to be wandering the streets <laughs> of Chicago. Right, no, worry, Aaron. He'll just go to the tiny suburb of Chicago. And just be like, excuse me, where has the new redheads moved into? <laughs> I'm looking for a girl named Lindsay. <laughs> Do you know where she is? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a TV show. He's going to go there and just find her on the street. He would run into her at the bus station if, if because any... she's coming to visit him. I mean, we know that Ryan's genre savvy. So I kind of wanted Seth to, Seth to be like, 
Ron, how are you going to find her? And he's like, I'm going to walk there, and she's going to be the only person who's dressed in clothing that's not extra clothing. It's true. Like, I, I, I look for the one person who is speaking lines. That's what I do. I'm going to find the person who's not wearing a coat. <laughs> Bright color, Lindsay. Yeah. 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 It should be very easy to find. I just walk, and I go to the place where all the cameras are. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be lighting, there'll be cameras, there'll be a grip truck nearby. That's where I go, that's where she'll be. Grab a sandwich off of the craft services table and walk on in. (laughs) I'm Benjamin McKenzie. (laughs) (laughs) So Seth's like, or maybe you come to the mall with me, and then if you still want to see Lindsay in 24 hours, I will drive you to the bus station. And he says he will come up with a cover, which we know he won't. Because he's so bad at lying. Yeah, that's straight up just a lie. But Ryan's <laughs> Ryan doesn't care. He was just going to leave anyways. Exactly. Seth ushers him out of that bus station. Mom's like, oh, saving Private Ryan. I mean, he says it with more pride than that because he actually sees, like, military people. Yeah, I know. Oh, but... by the way, at this point, that whole, like, you know, military oh, yeah. subtext, it's gone now. This doesn't show up again. But up until this moment, he and Summer being the Marines. Yeah, he keeps on mentioning it over and over again. It's a very much like a theme he's going on. We don't see that again. Once it's, he has saved Private Ryan, we're yeah, done. It's, it's gone. The movie's done. So all the kids are in the car going to the mall. And and so they're, they, they're taken into the back room of a department store. And the girl says, this clothes is all terrible. Yeah. You can select from here. There's things over there. And then she says, we close early today, so don't take too long. So they're going back there and just selecting clothes to bring to... That's why I think there's a fashion show involved. I mean, that's the only thing that makes more sense, because usually, here's the thing, if you, usually if you're going up and picking up, like, clothing from a store... You just get a plastic bag. And usually they're just like, here you go, we collected this stuff over the last week. Yeah. This was all hung up, and it... It's there's one hundred percent a missing scene. Something got cut. Oh, actually, it's very clear. Um, sorry, they're actually not saying women's shelter. They're saying women's center. Also, so I'm thinking. Are you thinking for the Newport Group? Oh, maybe. <laughs> is is this not actually charity? And it's like rich people donating to other rich people. I'm still back on my thing that I think it's like women dress for success with a fashion show involved. <laughs> I. I man, I I just cannot believe this place do, does that thing. This is this is the this is the place that when Sandy was like, yeah, low income housing, everyone was like, yeah, but Sandy, your marriage. But Kevin, success. What success? <laughs> dot 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 equals success. Success equals success. Exactly. That should be on the cover of the first Newport whatever it's called yeah just just julie's face and it says success equals success success (laughs) Success? no the way i said it it sounds more likely what if it's just cosmo where everything is just like in you like sex stuff like the cover is all just like sex things and then it's julie just raising an eyebrow (laughs) yeah like the rock yeah yeah also marissa keeps giving ryan weird looks (laughs) And yeah. I don't know if she's mad that he's sad or no, she's, she's loving him she's again. She's definitely into it. She's like, man, I lived with Alex for a day and I learned that it's not fun being poor. But Ryan, you're the fun kind of poor. <laughs> the kind that lives in a mansion. <laughs> but Ryan, you'll take a bear's amount of effort to actually be with. Hmm. Mm, I'm into you again and not my current girlfriend. And we're just going to reveal this now. 
the episode is also taking an arc of, oh my god, Ryan and Marissa meant to be. And I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Oh, yeah. So this is when Kirsten tells Julie that she can't be on every cover of the magazine. Julie wants her face in every magazine. And I'm pretty sure Oprah does. Like, she appears a lot of Oprah's. I'm sure she doesn't appear on everyone. I think she appears on most of them. I know most. But the point of Oprah is Oprah. Yeah. The point of Newport Newport Living is supposed to be Newport, Newport Living. But the thing which is Kristen I... suggests. She's like, we could have pictures of the houses or the beach. And then Jules like, why would people want that? They can just look at the beach. It's outside. Yeah. I Yeah. Julie real bad. So <laughs> This then... magazine sucks. And you know who agrees with us? Carter, the <laughs> editor. He comes on in and he's like, hey... Oh, this is this is where we also learn that Julie stole the CEO, which is horrifying. Which which means what is Caleb doing? Why does he go there? What? what yeah, what is Caleb's job? And also, still, Julie's still the CEO. Yeah, someone needs to stage a coup. Yeah, Kirsten, how how is Kirsten so cool about this? Kirsten has some like Kirsten. I, this this series repeatedly gives Kirsten like dreams and hopes, and whenever like they. There's some resistance against them. It feels like she gives them up. Well, I think she's casually, sneakily staging a coup by slowly poisoning Julie all the time. Once again, 110% headcanon, not enforced by the show at all. I have seen the entire show. <laughs> so you know that that she poisons Julie Cooper. Mm-hmm. Mm, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So Carter comes in. He also thinks the magazine is terrible. Julie is very rude to him. <laughs> well, actually, I, I love that. I love that Julie's like, I don't think you should be here. And, and Carter's like, well, screw you. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to give you no, some. No, no, he said he's, he's going to do his job, but he does not like the magazine. Oh, and he says, I'm going to give you suggestions three times a week and you're not going to take them. But hey, I'm going to take my salary and go home. Yeah. And I'm like. Yeah, Carter, you do that. That's what you that's what you do sometimes when you get like a bad job. Like he's not even saying I'm not going to do my job. He's like I'm going to keep trying to do my job. Uh, You're not going to he, he it sounds like he's going to do his job, I, but he's just aware that Julie's not going to accept it. I don't think at this point he has any interest in doing his oh, job. Absolutely. I, I think only once he gets to know Kirsten. And I don't think he was planning on doing his job. I think he's planning on coming in and being like, "So, this article is an article. Well, I, well, I think that he was planning on like making sure everything was spelled correctly. Oh, uh, maybe. No, he. I didn't even get that sense. Well, no, the the reason I think he would make sure that everything is spelled correctly is because if you're the editor of something, like, I I understand in real life, yes. <laughs> no, no, no. That's I, but that's what I feel. I feel like because he we learned later that he essentially was um, kicked off of his other magazine, Ugly Americans. Yeah. Um. So I feel like at this point, he's just like, I just want something simple that I'm going to do until I find another job that I actually enjoy. Yeah, I, I can see that, too. I got the sense that he wasn't, like, literally was just going to completely phone it in <laughs> and literally not do anything other than show up a couple times a week. But Well, I mean, don't, oh, don't get me wrong. He's going to phone it in, but he can phone in a, a job. Yes, I also think he was going to so have like, the job. It sounds like we're in agreement. <laughs> I think you think he's going to do the job, and I think he's just going to have the job. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I, you, you think he's going to do more than I think he's going to do? No, I think he's going to do the bare minimum to keep the job. Oh no, I think he's doing less than that. Well, then he won't keep the job, will he? He's been forced to have the job. 
Yeah, that's the thing. He's, he's going to do the he's going to do the bear that he can to keep having that job and keep having money and keep drinking. So uh, back at the house, Sandy could not find the ring, which he thinks is really really sad. He saved up for so long to buy the ring, what? like years. Yeah, because Kirsten wore a plastic ring that he won yeah. in a game. Yeah, and that's all very interesting, Aaron. What room are they in? They're in the bar office. Oh right, they've been the, there before. Oh right, the bar office. Yeah, where is that room in their house? It's a part of the U, because you can go to the outside from it, but you can also be inside it. But, like... It's okay, where Julie are Sandy and... and do Sandy, Sandy, Sandy and Kirsten's room upstairs? Yes. Okay. Sandy and Kirsten's room upstairs. So this is, like, below Sandy and Kirsten's room, effectively. Sure. This is the place where Julie and uh, Jimmy Cooper made out, and then she went outside. So there's also a bed in there? Yeah. So that room has a bed. I think it's a, like a chaise. A bed, a sitting. No, there was a bed where Julie and, and uh, Jimmy were making out. Although maybe it's not that. Yeah. because there's another room. I like the idea that, that this is the room with a bed in it, which means that they have a room that has a bar and a sitting area and a bed, which sounds like that room is the best room. I'm pretty sure that's what room it is. Okay. Because it's the one that's on the main floor that goes to the outside that's part of the U. Yeah, sure. Or, or they just have a magical room that exists everywhere. I mean, every house on this show has that. <laughs> the magical room that doesn't have a connection to anywhere else? Yeah. That's what, that's what you get when you're rich enough, Aaron. It floats about. <laughs> Just it's moving. An, haven't you ever heard of an all-purpose room? That's what this is. So You mean a room of requirement? Like from Harry Potter? No, I mean an all-purpose room. Mm. It was a thing that was in houses in the 70s. Yeah, but all-purpose room. <laughs> Wait, Aaron, but all-purpose rooms don't just move around the house like magic. They do when you're rich. <laughs> I was in the room of requirement from Harry Potter, which also is a room that. that's, where, that's where it needs to be and is what it needs to be. So, Aaron, mm-hmm. what are you drinking tonight? I made a terrible choice. Okay. I'm drinking a beer. It's not a good choice after all the meat. Yeah, just layer it right on top of that meat. Yeah, but I committed to the whole Aaron bought a thing of beer, and I didn't <laughs> drink it last week because I forgot it at home. This, this has been an ongoing, like, you, you started out this month, and you're like, yeah, I got this sampler, and, like, I'm going to do, you know, one once a week, I'm going to drink one of these beers. Last week, you're like, could just forgot it. This week, you're like... I'm putting it on top of meat. Well, it, it's a good one. It's just, it's very hoppy and it's very, like, yeah. it's a really high IBU. And so it's just. You're, you're also layering it on top of so much sirloin. Yeah, it's just not the choice that I should have made tonight. I should have done a lighter one. Yeah. Anyway, for those who are interested, it is the Big Rock Citradelic, which is a single hop IPA, also known as a strong beer. And it has a drawing of a old hop. That is also a man, okay. or maybe a woman, okay. who's wrinkly okay. and happy. Yeah, you absolutely described what that is. Yes. Also, are, are, no, no. Is, That's why it no, might be a woman, because those look like they're maybe pigtails. Uh, I mean, there's like, are those trees by them? I know this, this thing's got a weird image on it, is all I can say. You'll see it yeah. at the end of the month when I post the pictures it kinda, it kinda looks, of looks all like the a, beers. It kind of looks like a California raisin sitting between palm trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. It's smooth. It has the citra hop. That's call it, why it's called the citradelic. Not because it's a citrusy beer. No. Kevin, would you like some? Aaron, I'm so full of meat. You Nothing goes on top. No room for more nope, yeast. No, it's, it's straight up to like 
like upper chest level. Well, I'm going to drink this right now. Just a mountain. Mm, delicious gluten. Yeah. Okay, so um, Alex uh, comes home from work. Yeah. She's very sad because Marissa's not home or answering her phone. Yeah. And Alex, you know, they had a date. Yeah, Alex planned a date. Alex like, don't worry, Marissa. I, I'll come home and we'll hang out tonight. And then Marissa left. With so. no note, which is not considerate no. for a friend or a girlfriend. No. When no. you have plans with someone. Yeah. Yeah. So Alex lies down on the couch and it's very, very sad. Very sad. So Seth and Summer are very cute and very gross. Yep. They're very much in the honeymoon phase. And this is where I see Summer like she's trying on a sweater. Well, you know what? She may just be trying on a sweater. So I have a, so maybe what they're doing is they're get is like they're getting all this stuff for the women's center, but in exchange they get to keep some. No, as a <laughs> woman, is a- <laughs> there is absolutely no way that when you see something cute, you don't try it on. Okay, sure. she does not want it, but it's there, and she just wants to see what it looked like on her. The only reason I was confused about it is because Marissa was very sure they were going shopping. Well, Marissa's very dumb. Maybe Marissa was like, oh, the mall shopping. And Summer was like, no, we're picking up stuff for the Women's Center. And Marissa's like, ah, shopping. Marissa also didn't really, or Summer didn't really explain it until later. No one explained this, Aaron. And they continue to not explain it. Anyway, we are 46 minutes into this episode and we have so much more up to go. (sighs) All right. They are locked in. Yeah, they're... Yeah, it's a, it's a, oh, it's a twist. They're, uh, they're locked in by that terrible saleswoman. Because I guess they were so quiet, she forgot they were there, but they weren't quiet at all. No, nah, she was just so terrible, she forgot they were there. And they try to pick the lock, and by they, I mean Seth, because it's not a skill that Ryan has, but it is. <laughs> but he can't reveal his identity as the OC. No, I, th- I like I like the idea that the the OC's one weakness is locks. Because keep in mind, Aaron, the OC is a paragon of justice. And you can't pick locks. I also just recently watched an episode of a TV show where I learned a little bit about lock picking. Yeah, you can't do it with a bobby pin. No, That's you can't. Too flimsy. You need, you need. Well, also you need a, a tension uh, wrench, and then you need something to rake to get the pins. Yeah, because you're you're moving them out of the way. You're not. Yeah, you're essentially you're you're faking a key is what you're doing. So mm-hmm. you 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 could kind of do it with no bobby a bunch pins of bobby pins. I said a bunch of bobby pins. Then that'd be too thick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sort of the problem. Anyway, Ryan and Seth decide that they're going to crawl through the vents. The biggest vents. Yeah, I super thought it was going to be summer. Because she's so tiny. No. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like Summer and Marissa. Because when they look up on the wall, those vents look very small. And they are not. Once you get into it, those are like, they can full cross-legged sit down. Yeah. This is a crazy department store. But of course, Seth falls through the vent, which is great because it means he finds a way out of wherever they are. Yeah. And I mean, we we get a little bit of Seth and Ryan bonding. Yeah. And then Ryan crawls back and we get a little bit of Ryan overhearing that the only person Marissa has ever loved is Ryan. Yeah. Marissa, weirdly enough, (laughs) going along your line that Marissa's not very smart, Marissa's also, I think, still working or shopping. She's doing something because when Ryan... When Ryan and Seth went off to call to the events, she comes back to summer being like, all right, well, I think I got everything. Maybe it's just all their stuff. I'm like, you know what? It's it's good you're at least committed to whatever this is, Marissa. But then, yeah, then they, they talk and it eventually turns into a talk about how Marissa is still into Ryan. Well, now he's directly in front of her. <laughs> and what she's sad do? with Alex. Yeah. It's, as it turns out, being a poor lesbian is not all I thought it would be. 
Uh, my mom's not around for me to make her mad. And that's all I really wanted. It is all she really wanted. It's true. I don't know. Anyway, Seth was outside the door, so he lets them out. And, oh, the store is closed. Also, <laughs> also they... uh. I don't know why there's clothes back there. They walk out into, like, the... It's a department store. Yeah, I guess it's a department store. Yeah. It's a department store in the mall. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. Um, And Summer is filled with a real childlike glee that they're locked into the mall, and uh, all she wants is to hang out all night. This is all she wanted as a child. Like, this is Summer's dream. It's very cute. And she, and she gets it. So everyone uh, calls out for an excuse. Uh, Summer gives a good lie. Yeah. Marissa gives the worst lie. And Seth tells the truth. Yeah. You know, no, Marissa calls Alex and is like, Alex, I went over to my mom's place and I think I'm just going to stay here. Because that's a thing that Marissa would do. Remember the last time she lied <laughs> to Alex when she was like, oh, no, my dad's having a party and my mom's going to be there. Alex knows you hate your mom. There is no way you took laundry to your mom's place and is going to stay there. Just say you're at Summer's and you had some vodkas and now you need to go to sleep. Yeah. she. <laughs> That's why I think it's funny that Summer says she's going to be at Marissa's. Yeah, reasonable. Marissa says she's going to be at Marissa's. And, and Seth. Seth is just like, I'm locked in the mall. I don't think his dad ever gets that message also. No, I think so. The, the parents are not concerned about their kids this episode. And Ryan doesn't call anyone. Yeah. So then, who does Ryan have to call? Then we have some cute hijinks where they decide to play mall floor hockey for fun. Yeah, I guess it was to decide who sleeps where, but they also tend to they also seem to later just decide. Yeah, and the teams are unclear. But what but what this leads to is that apparently this is weird, there's a sensor at the bottom of the escalators which turns on the camera. Cause that's how that works. Yeah. I feel like the security camera would always be going, but I feel okay. Like I feel like also that sensor would be other places than just the bottom of an escalator. They've been around, like, this department store. Yeah. They've been everywhere. Anyway, high drama. So Kirsten and Julie and Co- Carter, Carter, Cooper, ooh, <laughs> and Carter are going to go have some dinner, but Lance is there. Somehow. Because it's only one restaurant in Newport. <laughs> I knew you were going to come to the Arches. It's literally the only restaurant here that has cameras outside it. So he's been waiting at the bar. I wrote down this. Um, <laughs> I don't really know why. Uh, I, I watched this episode actually, actually a little while ago. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these notes are uh, new for me. I wrote down the line, Lance wears two crosses because he believes in Jesus twice. That's fair. <laughs> he also believes in blackmailing Julie. Yeah, he has a gift for... Once again, as I said, everything he says is just threatening innuendo. So he's like, I have a gift for you. He slides it towards her. Clearly a videotape in a... Clearly, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's clearly something. In an envelope. Uh, and she's like, I have two daughters now. <laughs> I have one. I mean, two daughters. I have two two daughters. Like, well, I do. Kind of, I technically have three daughters. Okay, I have four daughters. I have four daughters. Five daughters. Got Haley. I have five daughters now. <laughs> but two of them are grown. And one of them's in Chicago. And only a half stepdaughter. And the other one has boy fight clubs. <laughs> so she could probably handle it. Whatever's in this package, which I have not seen yet. Lance. And there are such references to, oh, the last time he gave her something, she had to drink cranberry juice. Oh, UTI. Eee. Yeah. Anyway, 
innuendo. Julie. They had, yeah. They had sex and apparently. He was her first. Yeah. And Julie just busies, busies panics on out of there. Yeah. 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 So Summer and Seth have a tent time because they have a fun little tent in the camping section. I think it was already there. Yeah. There's also a fake fireplace. Anyway, it's very cute until Summer scampers off to fetch a fake log. Well, I mean, well, Seth, that's because Seth sent her off. Seth sees the postcard that she was been looking yeah, at yeah. the entire episode. I'm just surprised she goes on that. I mean, Seth asked, Seth asked her to go get a fake fire log to put on the fake fire to make some fake s'mores. And I feel like at that point, Summer's like, yeah, I'll do this role play with you. Or maybe she just goes to find chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she scampers off. He goes to look at the postcard because he has no chill. He, he he does have a spend of time where he's just like, oh, should I? Should I not? Should I? I'm like, you already sent her off. The decision making in your head is way too late. And he actually saw the postcard a long time ago. We just sort of forgot about it until now. Well, he saw it when they were in the car. Well, he's yeah, he summer actually hit it. She was looking at it in the diner, and she hit it when he arrived, and mm-hmm. he saw it in the car. And it has the Leaning Tower of Pisa, which he's like, Leaning Tower of Pisa? That's from Italy, isn't it? But so, really? Come yeah. on. Well, <laughs> I like to say that it shows us an image of the back of the postcard. And in the quick second you see it, the only thing I saw at the end were the words, To Seth, which made me really hope that it said, Send my love to Seth. Which it basically does. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it kind of does. But uh, as he sends her away, he's about to start reading it, but then she comes back immediately. And he is in the doghouse. Yeah. Understandably so. Now it's time for the most exciting scene, because Julie Did the worst porn. Was in a porno called The Porn Identity, a parody of The Born Identity, only based on the... uh, Memory loss. Not based on spies or anything like that. Just memory loss. Now, does the... I know Born Identity is based on a book. Yeah. Is the book old enough for Julie Cooper to have done this when she was, like, 18? <laughs> well, Aaron, <laughs> that's what I was going to get to. Like, this... Uh, the TV show... The TV show of The O.C. makes sense that the porn identity... Like, the porn identity... Would be a modern... Identity. Yeah. It does not make sense... For Julie Cooper, who is Aaron how old? 34. 34 years old. To have, uh, how, how far? That would have been like 15, 16 years ago. Well, older than Marissa. Because this is the first time she ever had sex. That's true. 15, 16 years ago. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing that edition, right? Yeah. Uh, who cares what edition I'm doing? <laughs> to make a movie called The Porn Identity, unless it was based on the book series. Which, Which, that's a real deep dive for a porn. <laughs> yeah, hey, here's a porn movie based on a book series. Oh, 1980. 1980. Okay, so yeah, so yeah, definitely. But like definitely they did a porno based on a book. And that's too smart for Julie to open in. <laughs> that's too smart for anybody in the porn industry to... Sorry, that's, that's actually rude. It's not people in the porn industry are plenty smart. But don't do parodies based on books. <laughs> anyway, she's a virgin, she thinks... Yeah, it would be like it would be like I'd do a porn parody called "The Catcher in the Guy." That's pretty good. Okay, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you, Aaron. Uh, so Alex catches Julie watching this porn, does not realize it's Julie in the porn. So I guess that's good. Yeah, and immediately figures out Marissa's lie. Yeah, well, and- she- <laughs> I don't know why Alex went there. There, I don't know. Julie yeah. Cooper though is like, yes, my daughter is garbage. I'm glad you figured this out. They. 
they can, they essentially proceed to have a very not very an oddly polite yet aggressive conversation that's because julie loves alex yeah julie thinks alex is so cool this is going back to the punk thing where she's like oh alex you're so cool but she basically tells alex yeah my daughter is garbage she did you, this to make me mad and you, she's gonna get tired of you yeah you're you're the new yard guy you're awesome and i'm sorry yeah and then and then julie's like the only person my daughter has ever loved it like she it's Ryan apparently, it's Ryan. which I'm like, oh man, that girl has Issues. problems. Then we go to the mall, and it reinforces yeah. to us more that Marissa and Ryan are meant to be. Yeah, thanks, show. Summer gets mad at Seth. Then yep. We get a fun scene where Caleb and Sandy play the crane game. Sandy tries to ring another ri- tries to win another ring, and Caleb just keeps helping. Yeah, I don't know why, but part of me just like glowed from the inside when uh, Caleb was walking away, and then Sandy was like, "I gotta get the ring for her," and Caleb's like, "All right, I'll get more quarters." Because I like to imagine this like 60, 70 year old man just hanging out with Sandy, like at a cr- at an arcade full of children. And you know, he does tell Sandy. Just tell her how you feel, but really, they're going to buy that ring. Well, they win that I ring. I mean, they're going to buy that ring. Yeah, they're going to buy that ring by spending, you know, a hundred dollars of quarters. <laughs> quarters. Uh, okay, so now Ryan and Marissa are in the tents. Yeah, they get, there's some sexual tension. Marissa's super hitting on Ryan. Yeah, she gets a, a call from Alex and then just lies more, does oh, more yeah, bad no, lying. I went to Summers. No, I didn't actually go to my mom's. I went oh, yeah. to Summers. And then more sexual tension. And then Seth is now mad at Summer, which, Seth, you have no right to be mad at Summer. She can get postcards from anyone. She can't control it. Yeah. Well, it's Seth. He's very upset because the only words he saw was, do you remember how hot? Yeah. Which, which does... I, don't, which, I don't know. He doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't remember. I think it's just hot. Something hot. Oh, I thought he said, do you remember how hot? I, th- I think he was... I think he was doing kind of like what you were doing, where he did a hundred and ten percent head cannon. Sure. Anyway. Anyway. Um, he has no right to be so upset. Yeah. So, um, then there's a gross scene where Kirsten is bonding with Carter, and he's super hitting on her, and he's like, "Ooh, see a ring." Yeah, Car- Carter attempts the seduction. And at this point, he's decided he's actually going to do stuff for the magazine. Yeah. So great. Cool. It's also not very. I mean, like. He definitely thinks her marriage is on the rocks because of the ring. the ring being gone, which is not wrong, but like Carter, settle down. Well, and it's a wild Jeez. assumption because yeah. our dad didn't wear his wedding ring for years because he had broken his ring finger playing baseball. Yeah. And it was too swollen. Yeah. To be able to put the ring on. Yeah. And our mom didn't wear her wedding ring for years because it was uh, too, um, yeah. too tall and she would like bump it on things. Do you think? And so she eventually got it reset. Do you think? Carter's wife cheated on him. No, I think she just stopped loving him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was trying to figure out such a Carter. I don't know why I'm thinking about Carter. Well, Carter. Carter doesn't even think about Carter that much. You can think about him more next week because I'm sure think, he'll be back. I don't want to think about Carter anymore. I kind of want Carter to just keep appearing, never have any sort of significance, but just be progressively sadder. That's fair. I don't know why. Like, I want him to be fine. I want him to be like, every time you see him, it's like, hey, Carter, how you doing? He's like, fine. And you're like... I think you're telling the truth. Well, Kevin, if you don't want to think about Carter, what you can't think about is the fact that Summer and Seth hear the security guards and they set up a fun decoy. Yeah, the, sorry. The, the, 
the fuzz has arrived, and they've arrived with a amazing amount of aggression. And a gun. And the security guy for this department store has a gun. And they're going to shoot, shoot those, those kids. kids. Don't. Uh, and I think the manager's with him or something. Like the owner is like, don't worry, stay behind me. I'll shoot these children. Now, the kids set up a needlessly elaborate decoy in the tent. They probably th- could have just not done that. Mannequins dressed in their clothes watching an episode of The Valley. Yeah. I mean, the, the voice, I guess, leads them in. But at that point, they just, like, go up the front door, set off the alarm, and drive away quickly. And then it's fine and it's never heard of again. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Julie Cooper is being super blackmailed, double blackmailed, the most blackmailed yeah. by Lance. Yeah, Lance wants half a mil or he'll release that porno. Which he gave... Okay, I'm sure he has duplicates of the tape, well, but, like, he gave her the tape. I mean, it's called the porn identity. I'm sure it's available on, you know... It's 2005. Smutty Amazon? There's no internet. There is, Aaron. It wasn't the same back then. Smutty... All right, it's available by for Smutty Columbia Records. It's like What's the episode a- of the Mini Project where you just have to go buy the tape. Yeah, at the Smutty store. I'm sure, I'm sure he just gave her a copy of the porn identity. Which is needless. He could have just been like, remember that tape we made? Hey, remember when we made a porno based on the uh, Robert Lud- Ludlum? Lud. Lamb. No, but it's Robert, it's Robert Ludlum. I'm, yep. I'm right. Yeah. Remember that remember that uh par- that porn parody we made of the Robert Ludlum spy thriller Born Identity? Remember we did that? Remember we Give did me that, money. We did that before they made the movie. We were <laughs> We were first. <laughs> we were uh pioneers. Matt, Matt Damon should have given us money. We should just go blackmail Matt Damon now. <laughs> yeah, lads, go blackmail Matt Damon. That's the solution to this problem. That's the solution to this problem, you idiot. Anyway, we do get a little bit of insight into Julie's past. She had a pregnant sister, yeah. and her mom was sick, we and know she was a waitress. We know her sister is, by the way. Yeah. We met her sister. So, you know, things were low for Julie Cooper when yeah. she met Jimmy. Yeah. Well. Because she would have met Jimmy after this porn. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Things but were low. But Jimmy saved her, I guess. And that's why she loved him, but he just thought she was pregnant. Yes. That's not true, Julie. No, no. Anyway. Summer and um, the kids arrive at their favorite place, the diner. (laughs) Yeah, they all like diner. Marissa and Ryan's daddle on in there to get away from the tension. Well, and so Summer and Seth are angry at each other. The reason they get back together is the best reason ever. They don't want to be Marissa and Ryan. Which is very good. (laughs) And amazing. Doesn't this cute pinky swear where they pinky swear and kiss each other's hands? Yeah. Or their own hands. They do something there. So then Summer decides to share the postcard. And duh... Of course it's something special or steamy. It's from Zach. Yeah. And he, he ends it with 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 saying, say hi to Seth. Just say hi to Seth. And I'm like, oh, Zach. Oh, at, you sweet boy. At one point, at one point Summer goes, goes that, Seth, that's because he's my friend. And he's your friend, too. I want her to finish up with being like, also, he's Zach. He's an angel. You know he can't send me a sexy postcard. He <laughs> doesn't know those words. <laughs> he can't comprehend that. He doesn't understand anything. I mean, I, here's the thing. I both want Zach to leave the series and not come back into it. But I also kind of want him to come back and be super chill. Well... I guess we'll probably find out soon. Uh, maybe. How long did he go away for? A week? I don't know. We could be forever in this. That's true. Also, he could just be like, I'm going to stay in Italy now. I found a girl. That's also Another true. Another angel girl. He could be Luke. All right. Uh, 
we get back to the the house and we get a resolution to this scene where uh, Sandy is reading a book and Kirsten gets home after a very, very long getting hit on by Carter. And she is just done with getting hit on and just wants to be with Sandy. She does this weird moment where, okay, so Sandy uh, does this cute thing where he pops open the egg for the mm-hmm. crane game and it's the ring in it. Yep. Uh, and then they hug, and Kirsten does that weird look into the distance thing with, like, her mouth open that makes me feel like, did she did she do something? No, she's thinking about the ring. Yeah, she's thinking about the ring. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a weird... This 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 episode is full of the writers giving, giving Kirsten weird moments. Or maybe the director gave her weird... That could be a director could, thing, because yeah, there's the no dire- lines. Could be the director gave yeah. her, like, some weird... Uh, because this this doesn't feel like something the actress would... Because we've seen the actress enough. Yeah. Yeah, this feels like the director gave her some weird, like, motivation. Um, but essentially, Sandy says all the things that Caleb told him to say. Yeah. And it's just sort of what Kirsten needed. So she thinks about... You know, she looks at the fake ring. She thinks about her ring. We're going to cut away for a bit, then we'll come back. Well, we, we, we cut around. We see Julie is alone. Then Alex is alone. She's asleep and, on the couch. And no, also, she cleaned up the house. Yeah. Then back to Kirsten, and she uh, opens up a book in her drawer, in her side and of the, the table. ring's there. And like, of course, she didn't lose it. Yeah, yeah, she switches them out, which I feel like I feel like she's gonna have to come up with something more than that. She'll just find it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I like the idea of of Sandy being like, "Oh, you found the ring." She's like, "Yeah, no, I don't know. It was it was somewhere." And he's like, "Oh, because he destroyed their sink." By yeah, the way. they can't do. They have to get a real plumber in. <laughs> yeah, he he devastated that sink so then we have a bit of a boring weird uh, yeah right just an, yeah ryan i know and marissa, it's supposed to be cute ryan and marissa have like their talk where they're like eh. and like, the problem that i have is that in this scene what i see is i see ryan who is effectively rebounding because he has abandonment issues and marissa being the worst because she can't deal with herself she's also cheating on her girlfriend and we know that Alex has her own issues with being a cheater, but... Well, what, or I mean, sorry. I mean, like, I, I was really worried in the scene Marissa was going to, like, kiss uh, Ryan. She, she doesn't. They do just talk, but she did also lie to her. She yeah. could have told... If she told Alex, hey, I'm locked in the mall, we're going to spend the night, Alex would have been, like, rocking. So they're just cute and goofy, and they talk about the fact that they've been apart for longer than they've been together, and Ryan says we're basically strangers. They're terrible. Very cute. Summer uh, Summer and Seth look in the window, and they're like, oh, look, I guess guess maybe all four of us are back together again. All of them forgetting Alex, I guess. No, I think they're just happy that Marissa's back on the show. Let's be real. (laughs) Man, it sure is nice Marissa's back with the storyline again. Where was she? Because I don't think Seth wants Marissa and Ryan to date. He did say something offhandedly earlier, but I think he was just goofing. Yeah. Um, what I was the most confused by is we saw the scene between Seth and Summer, and it wasn't that long that Ryan and Marissa could go in there, order food, get their food, eat half of it. So have I Summer think... and Seth just been standing outside looking at them no, for like I, 20 minutes? I think they like super made out or like did stuff in the car. I thought that, too, until it showed them standing out there looking at them. Well, that's because they finished. I don't know. I like, think... well, the only reason I think that is because after she shows him the um uh the postcard, it does the cut. 
it does the cut from a car from inside to outside, where and then you have someone say a line of dialogue that you usually put before someone has having, you know, like like car sex or something. But there was no steam. There was no handprint. I mean, <laughs> there was just like stalker be, watching from the outside. That'd be amazingly fast. I like the idea. Of just okay, like, so you're suggesting that in this food thing they had time to have sex. Yeah, I think so. I think I think it was bad teenage sex. Yeah. Or they just or they just made out and did some like light, you know, sexual touching. <sighs> I don't think I don't in think it's so weird. Lot I don't think it is so weird. Light. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. At like four think, in the morning. Yeah. All right. I I think that is I think that is more likely than they stood outside for like half an hour staring <laughs> at Ryan. You know what, Aaron? Because this episode is you know y- y- your headcanon episode. Because usually I come up with a lot of weird things, Aaron. What do you want to have happened? They were clearly standing outside watching them. That's what the show for just half showed an hour. Us. For half yeah, an hour. That's what the show just showed us. All right. <laughs> that sounds good. Seven that... Summer just stared at them for half an hour. That is what we were given. Hey, Summer. In this do, episode. Summer, do you want to go inside? No, I don't want to talk to them. I bet they went through a whole like range of emotions. I just mean, like, just like, I hate those two. I hate them so much. Would you really want to talk to Marissa? No. no you wouldn't no. want to stand outside and force Ryan to do it. <laughs> Because if he can get through that, he can get through anything, and he can realize he can heal from Lindsay leaving. All right. Marissa's now loaded up with fries. I think when we get in there now, she won't be able to talk to us. Done. She's so skinny, one fry effectively, like, blocks her esophagus. she even have her own fries? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Only Ryan had fries, and she had, like, a salad. No, no, they did it. Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> now, remember, she can eat whatever she wants. Ah. Uh, that was Lindsay's own eating disorder. So, Aaron. Yeah. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic disappeared in the same way that that scene that explained what they were doing at the mall disappeared and it was replaced by the rest of the scenes at the mall, a.k.a. drama? Well, of course I did. And of course it was a scene at the mall. And of course it was when the kid set up that dumb decoy in the tent. <laughs> Unnecessary, but, you know. Unnecessary added nothing to the storyline. But, like, a cute, dramatic scene. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like the idea that someone in the audience was like, oh, man. So they they knew that the security was coming, so they just set up to watch the valley. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> well, and their voices sound similar enough that it almost sounds like it's the kids talking about their problems until you hear, like, specific lines. Well, yeah, because it's the valley, which is the OC. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, very dramatic. Makes no sense. Adds nothing to the storyline. Yeah. Kevin. Did you find a CW moment? So my, I guess it's not really a moment, but it's the way that they portrayed a character. The fact that Lance exists in threatening innuendos. Mm. Like, from arriving at Julie's place and just being like, Oh, Lance, a blast from the past, which says nothing. Um, <laughs> to, to him appearing at the only re- at the restaurant that I guess she's going to and threatening her there. To the fact that when she calls him and like he actually gives the threat, he's driving through some... He's just driving through the night somewhere. He's looking for her house. <laughs> you think so? Maybe. <laughs> or can he not afford to stay in the OC? So he has to drive from the arches to like 
that B and B that Rebecca stayed at. No, I think he, I think I think he just because his existence is sketchy. He's he's just like oh, I'm probably gonna get a call from Julie uh, Julie Cooper. He also says her full name all the time. Oh yeah, Julie um, Cooper Nichols. Yeah, I'm gonna call from Julie Cooper Nichols soon. I just go find the dark part of the road and drive in circles. Or do you- I, wanted, I wanted to pull out and he's just doing circles in the Arches parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> or do you think he was in his hotel room and then as soon as his phone rang he was mysteriously transported into his car and he was like oh i'm here now time for threats oh this must be a time to threaten someone <laughs> anytime that's how he got to the arches julie walked in and he just appeared at the bar he has a, su- he has a superpower to threaten people <laughs> so he's always brought to the place where you perfectly can threaten them for the most threats. For the mo- for the most threats. That's how he first arrived there as well. Because just as Julie Cooper was doing fine, he's like, oh, where am I? He's like, oh, right. the OC. What do I have in my pocket? Oh. <laughs> the porn identity. Yes, that parody of the book. That's who I'm going after this that, time. That porn parody of a book. Mm. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Lance. <laughs> He says to himself. (laughs) (laughs) I know. There's a lot of things that lads could be doing. None of them make sense. No. (coughs) Just being being creepy. Well, guys. Well, that was the the episode. It was kind of a weird one. There was like storylines that started. Storylines got extended a little bit longer. Ryan and Marissa are back and I care so little. I cannot wait until the, Taylor Townstead comes the in. The problem is that that Marissa what the storyline Marissa needs is the storyline where she gets over Ryan, which I thought they gave us. The storyline that Marissa needs is the storyline Mar- where Marissa learns to love Marissa and be on her own. That's exactly what I mean. Like the problem is, the problem is that she has is that she the, the show is effectively like, Marissa's only happy when she's with Ryan. And I'm like, but Ryan's not happy when he's with Marissa. And that is a toxic relationship for both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, Ryan essentially has to be with Marissa because that makes Marissa happy. But Marissa isn't even really happy when she's with Ryan. She's just like... Marissa, what she needs to do is go to therapy and maybe... Maybe she needs some medication to bring her brain chemistry in balance. Yeah, Marissa. Yeah, it's it. It's unfortunately because you know once again it's a romance scene drama. So of course they're gonna do the thing where they have the people. But I don't. I, I've never liked the um, meant to be. No, you know the people like bouncing like back and forth. It works for some reason in sitcoms really well if you mm-hmm. don't do it too much. Like Friends did it a little bit too much. Yeah. Like New Girl did it probably just the right amount. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and especially because they did a lot of unrequited stuff between and a lot of other really good relationships, yeah. like Nick and Reagan or Jess and Doctor Sam. Yeah, yeah. It, it never, it never, never. The intention was like, oh, but they're meant to be. It's like, no, they're just good now. Like they weren't good before; they're good now. Yeah, and that's not what you're getting with Ryan and Marissa. You're getting, but they were only happy together, except they weren't. It's too bad that Julie Cooper is such garbage because I think we're meant to believe now that therapy is bad. Yeah. I mean, the, once again, Julie has some, some of the summer problem where she does good sometimes, occasionally. Summer does a lot more. Occasionally, some, Julie does like r- good things in just the worst way possible. Like her talk with Alex was actually like she was being very 
upfront and very and like very like like she knew mm-hmm. what she was saying, but she was doing it in the most aggressive, scary way. Well, it was like she wanted to put Marissa into therapy to get her away from Ryan, not to help her heal no. and learn to <laughs> which why when the handle do- her issues. Which why when the doctor came in, the doctor was like, she doesn't have to go to me to therapy. She can take therapy here. She doesn't have to be impatient. And Julie was like, well, if she can't leave for therapy, then she does, then she's not going to have it. Well, she did go to therapy. That's where she met Bolivar. Oh, yeah. Then she stopped because of Bolivar. So she needs a better therapist. <laughs> she's a therapist who does just let her... Let Talk her, to teen her, boys in the waiting room. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Bolivar, who is clearly a narcissist. The therapist was like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I saw them. It was in the lobby. Whatever. whatever. Well, hey, if you uh, like that episode where we were most... I don't know if that was good. We were most just meat drunk. Yeah. There's there's a lot of just like, I'm just trying to get through it. Yeah. You know, hey, hey, if that episode, <laughs> if that episode worked for you, uh, you can give us a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is you get your podcasts from. Or you can just talk to us about Sabrina. We're excited about that. You can tell us about Sabrina on Twitter. You can tell us about Sabrina on Instagram. It's both Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA. Or you can email us about it. I mean, you can also email us about the OC. But we're into Sabrina right now, so that is Podcast MOA. Yes, Podcast MOA at gmail.com. And once again, Riverdale returns October 10th. So soon. So soon. Will Julie pay Lance off to keep her secret? Will Alex and Marissa stay together? Will Carter ever stop hitting on Kirsten? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery, Outsiders, and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 